0: This is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, Derek, and you're listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist. Ashley, when the hell are we this week?
1: Okay, well, we survived Halloween and made it to November. Woo! Bring on the cooler weather, all the turkey in the world, and uh, my favorite sport of all time, NBA basketball. This season is off to a wild start. I bet. <laughs> and that is it.
2: The Golden State Warriors have won the season opener 162 to 158 here in Denver. Just an incredible night from start to finish. Mm, nuggets. <laughs> I never thought I would broadcast the game with this many points. And it happens in the season opener.
3: <laughs> wow.
1: Oh, wow. All right. So that was the highest-scoring non-overtime game of all time, and as of 1990 and as of 2021, the record still stands. That's pretty cool for basketball.
2: Did we say what the the, the points were?
1: One sixty something to one fifty-eight, like one sixty-two or something. Yeah,
0: like one
2: sixty-two to one
0: fifty-eight. What's yeah, an average score? Oh, oh, they did say it. Okay. Yeah, but they didn't say the. I don't know. I can't do the math to to say <laughs> the total real quick. An average score is one around between 100 and 110 oh, yeah damn. i mean okay it's certainly like ebbs and flows there was a period um i know y'all you really wanted to hear this when you asked yeah. that question <laughs> we love nba <laughs> actually.
1: Love <But> it. <laughs>
0: there was a period in the early 90s when scores were up before or in the late 80s and and scores were up but then like there was a lull and then of course they've like exploded again but it's kind of crazy. And the Warriors, of course, with their three-point shooting pro, uh, prolificness are a part of that. So it's kind of funny that they were part of that original. I mean, and it's it's surprising to me that the record still stands, but mm-hmm. that is an insane score for no overtime. So Dang, maybe they had okay. fresh legs. Maybe. First game of the year. Well, uh, enough about basketball for now. Perfect. Ashley, what's uh, showing at the movies this week?
1: All right, let's see. All right, interesting. There's an unofficial sequel to Purple Rain. Woo-woo. Called Graffiti Bridge, starring, written, and directed by Prince himself. No thanks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, we had sort of an interesting time with Purple Rain last year, um, (laughs) last season of new release, six years before um, the date we're in now. But it was very... Uneven, problematic for sure, and yeah. obnoxious. And this is just more, that was actually, you know, just using Prince kind of like a, a star vehicle for Prince, but it wasn't mm. his complete creative vision. So, yeah, I'd be pretty nervous to watch <laughs> this one. So, it's um, an unofficial sequel. I would say it's, it was also a sequel that nobody asked for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. Like you would think Aww. that Prince was the most important. Sorry, man the most important person to sign off on the sequel but apparently not because he he made an unofficial sequel to his own movie which doesn't really even make sense is there is there anything else any other options i sure hope
1: so um all right so we have oh the director of such movies such as flash dance and fatal attraction which is weird same person that's cool um has a new psychological thriller coming out jacob's ladder starring tim robbins
0: well um yeah i'll see any adrian line movie um quite a wild career he's had yeah let's let's go let's go to Jacob Flatter. Right.
1: sweet
3: it's coming from the director of fatal attraction and the writer of ghost in just a few minutes, you will see a preview of the most terrifying and unforgettable movie of the year. <laughs> Jacob's Ladder, Red R.
2: Stay tuned to this channel. Oof,
3: okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. A terrifying voice at the end. Uh-huh. A, pre- a preview for the preview. Yeah, exactly. We, uh, but we the, the movie was good. It was. Yeah, we are um, still... Uh, kind of in a daze after coming out of that we're not going to start with the ending but I'm sure we're going to get there soon enough so this movie is famous for some just who might not have seen it because of the twist and we're going to be talking about the twist in this movie and others um, throughout the episode we don't give spoiler warnings on 31 year old movies typically but I just don't know how quickly into the discussion we're going to be talking about it so (laughs) You've been warned. Ashley, um, where should we start? I mean, this was a movie that was all about like one person's um, psychological breakdown. Um, we've uh, yeah, watched. essentially. Yeah. yeah, well, we've watched like it. We've watched other movies that are similar, like Flatliners and stuff that are like kind of more over the top. But this one was grounded. And I don't know if it's the most terrifying movie of, of the year. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe it is. It's more terrifying than Graveyard Shift. Um,
1: Not more terrifying than The Exorcist or whatever.
0: Oh, Exorcist 3?
1: Yeah, that was scarier.
0: Yeah, yeah. But like, is this perhaps, I mean, did this movie legitimately disturb you? And how did you like the whole unfurling of <laughs> all the things that were unfurling from people in this movie?
1: <laughs> um, it didn't. So maybe I overhyped it because I thought it was going to be like really, really disturbing and it didn't bother me as much as I thought it would, which maybe that's like a reflection of myself and maybe it should have bothered me more. Hmm. Um, I don't know, but I thought, I mean, the imagery, like the disturbing visuals were very good. And when, it didn't show too much, which I liked.
0: Yeah, not counting the opening scene, which kind of starts in Vietnam. I mean, we can count it. There's yeah. like people vomiting and, and, and freaking out. And you just kind of think, I, well, at least my impression of the opening, that's kind of like before the main movie starts, mm-hmm. was that there was some kind of chemical warfare being yeah. used and, and everyone was just getting sick and, and you know, getting uh, poisoned. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the case, but the source is more um, surprising. Then the uh, it's the Vietnam War, and let's you know, just say it's not the enemy that has poisoned the American troops. Tim Robbins is the mm-hmm. star of this movie. So once we flash to the present, um, and he's back home, we are we first like introduced to his domestic, you know, uh, partnership, his sexy partnership <laughs> with um, uh, the co lead in the movie. Is that kind of where we pick up with him? No, no he's on the no. train. Right, okay. Yeah. So that's 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 what I forgot. This movie yeah. is like yet another in a series of Ghost And um, what was it? Was it Flatliners that had that train sequence as well?
1: Yeah, and all the cursing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they're just like spooky trains have been a recurring theme. This one, I mean, tonally compared to some of these other movies and like movies of its time, I just felt, I found this one more, grounded and more immersive in the world, uh, more like surreal. And I was, you felt like you were along for the the ride of like his psychological breakdown. I felt, I felt that more so in this movie than some of the others. I don't, I don't know about you.
1: No, I did too. And I, well, relating is wrong word, I guess kind of relating, but I like felt for him. Like I, the other characters before in other movies, I was just like, "Mm," like they're going through something, whatever but something about like Tim Robbins, like performance, maybe just feel really bad for him. So. Um.
0: Yeah. He's like an affable sort of everyman, but has a lot of charisma mm-hmm. and has an interesting chemistry. So this director, like, you know, we met, they mentioned fatal attraction in the preview and he's done some other erotic. Yeah. Broke well, ghost. ghost is the writer. So there's like yeah. this mismatch or this mashup of different sensibilities. And like the, the sexual, like, dynamism between him and um elizabeth pena was pretty effective i thought when we were first introduced to them mm, or you didn't no. you don't <laughs> agree
1: no i agree more so than the other movies we've watched but i was just thinking of her character in general throughout the movie and i did not like her so it's hard for me to like
0: well yeah because she's like a projection of his i mean again yeah. i don't know why we're dancing around it um <laughs> at what point in this movie did you start to suspect that you know we couldn't believe what we were seeing
1: okay um before i know
0: i know it's dream imagery so sorry to cut you off but like at what point were you anticipating like something bigger than him just waking up from a dream
1: um shit uh i would say maybe (laughs) that's a car i mean it's hard to pinpoint i'm trying to think of like right like him going to the party and then yeah. he sees like that demon dancing and then he like loses his shit and the ends of this crazy fever
0: um right what right a perfect I- setup we have a clip from the party
1: oh nice <laughs> i
0: can't really see what's going on here but i can to describe it in a minute Yeah,
1: that seems wild.
0: <laughs> yeah, then, then, then that's him on the ground, like writhing. So, yeah, the party starts off. Um, he goes with, yeah, uh, Tim Robbins, Jacob, and Jesse go to the party. Um, is it like a costume party?
1: I think it's sort
0: of like a gothy? I horror... think it's just like
1: a dark, yeah, like horror induced party. It wasn't like a costume party, yeah, because okay. it was just normal people hanging out, but they all
3: had like it's really just like interesting a dark
0: outfits disco. All. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Dark, disco. yeah. Dark disco, like fun, dark disco at first he's having a good time. He's been like struggling with these visions and needs, it seems to be like a nice break. He's mm-hmm. flirting, not flirting. He's having a fun, like a fun flirty, uh, interaction with a fortune teller. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the many times throughout the movie that someone tells him he's dead.
3: Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, no, um, what you know. spoiler, <laughs> yeah. No, well, I mean, no subtlety th- th- there, but um, but yeah, then what's happening? At, do you remember the imagery from the end of that clip that we would just watched? Yeah, so
1: they start, so he's everyone's dancing and having a good time, and it's like pretty dark in there, and he's looking at Jesse, and all of a sudden, you see like this creature. Like wrapped around her and there's this big tail and there's like these claws like digging into her body and like cutting her open essentially yeah but it's kind of sexy in a weird way at the same time well like she's se- enjoying it yeah it's like a sexual demon thing um but he's seeing this and obviously no one else is and so he like falls down on the floor and he's like yeah like we said earlier like writhing and screaming and like she's like oh my god like everything like he thinks she's getting attacked and like molested by a demon
0: yeah well she's sort of like grinding and they're they're yeah. dancing and then the dance culminates with something sh- being shoved into her from below and coming out of her mouth
3: <laughs> yeah yeah.
0: um you know so like the, the the whole party is progressively getting more nightmarish there's like this mm-hmm. guy in the back and they have this like um vision in the background where they yeah it's like shaking and oh
1: it's so yeah. creepy looking
0: Yeah, they use these this practical effect apparently where they slow down the frame rate of someone shaking their head, and then they or they record it at a low frame rate, and then they play Mm -hmm. it back at normal speed, and it creates this like blurry, nightmarish Mm -hmm. effect. I thought that was really effective. Um, The scene, the earlier scene on the train, there was some of that's when we like get our first glimpse of what he he might be seeing these these demonic. uh things he might be seeing and he's like leaving the train and looks between someone's legs and their coat and i thought it was a penis but i think it's just like a tail that's like wiggling around between yeah, the it's person's a tail. legs <laughs> uh but it's such a it's such like a quick shot mm-hmm. that i was like holy shit because that's the first thing thing that looks really fucked up in the movie mm-hmm. um and then quickly after that he's like almost getting hit by a train and and you know everything's like going downhill
1: and you see like these like faceless creatures on the train
0: yeah, exactly. Looking too. Yeah, I, I mean I this movie um apparently it was uh it heavily inspired Silent Hill, the video mm-hmm. game. Oh, which okay. It's probably that. the scariest video game of all yeah. time. Sorry, Resident Evil. It um, is though. It's terrible. But yeah, I mean it was Derek. Did you play Silent Hill? I know you're a video game kid. I didn't. I saw the movie though. The movie yeah. was creepy. It's all set or mostly set in a like, well, it's set in a shadow town, kind of like a darker version of upside down world um, from Mm -hmm. stranger things where, you know, all of a sudden everything turns the same setting that you're in turns into a nightmare version, but it's like a a largely set in a mental hospital. There's a sequence in this movie. That's probably one of the more memorable ones where he, where Tim Robbins is being wheeled through oh, yeah. a hospital and mm-hmm. it just like starts off kind of like a normal hospital and everyone's like max um Lorelei's girlfriend from Goma or boyfriend from gomar girls is like you're fine you're fine <laughs> and then they start like wheeling over amputated limbs and well before just, that they even yeah. get to like
1: and it, it turns into like an, a, he noticed like more like an abandoned hospital and he's like wait what They're, like we have to take him to the other wings like wait, 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 yeah. wait what, what's going <laughs> on and then it turns into like that so it like slowly progresses into like just nightmare
0: world yeah exactly I think that's the sequence that Silent Hill
2: mm-hmm. is
0: the most uh, has the most in common with but yeah I, I don't know there's so many moments like that there's not the same uh, kind of like campiness for lack of a better word that you get from Lynch movies and it maybe mm-hmm. doesn't quite go is um, weird um, in terms of its disturbing imagery either but it is that's kind of the closest analog for me, like the stuff that works really well in Mulholland Drive and movies and like the the scariest parts of Lynch movies. Um, well, Eraserhead <laughs> has some pretty fucked up imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I thought the imagery in this was, was just very disturbing in a yeah, successful too. way.
1: Well, and originally they wanted it to be like more biblical demons. So you'd see like the horns, the wings, the hooves, like all of that. Mm-hmm. And they paired it back to make it like more effective, which makes sense. I think when you see like in a, like a demon or a being in like its entirety, then you're like it's not as scary. When you see like, just pieces of it or like glimpses of things, it's just like it's much much more terrifying.
0: Yeah, I think they, they like toned down. I mean, this movie is named after a biblical reference mm-hmm. um, where heaven meets hell or something. I think is what Jacob's ladder uh, symbolizes in in uh, one of the the Bible books and uh, (laughs) and there was also a lot of stuff apparently they cut from the end of the movie where um jazzy turns into a a full-on demon and they're just like in some ways we're going for going for it even more but not going for like types of demons that you had seen before necessarily more i think the scene where um she gets like um some kind of like giant claw tooth thing shoved through her body that's sort of like an alien Mm -hmm. um, style visual like the tail of the alien coming through coming through her and yeah very um very memorable but let's just get into kind of how the whole twist and reality of the movie unfolds without further ado Ashley can you explain what's real and what's not and you know whether it matters,
1: um, he's just basically dead the whole time, so <laughs> on the brink <laughs> of death,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, like, but-,
1: but oh, I was just gonna no. say, but I think so, even though, like, basically he's in his like deathbed after being seriously injured, um, in the war, and then this is him like trying to figure out if he's he's trying to stay alive or greet his passed away son in heaven. Basically the conflict, um, but I wanna I wanna say that the whole thing about them pitting people against each other, taking that drug is real, even though it's part of his dream. I just think it's really. Oh, interesting.
0: you mean yeah? Like they say in the movie, as like mm-hmm. a postscript, like yeah, it's it's well documented that the government was experimenting with some kind of hallucinogenic mm-hmm. um, drugs for military use. However. Um, it's not well documented that it was ever had de- like resulted in people. It's kind of like the most sensational conspiracy is one where mm-hmm. it turns people into like war machines. Yeah. That's probably not like violent war machine. It's probably not how it would work, Um, but that there was some kind of, but you mean just in the, in the reality of the movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Well, yeah. I don't think there's any real controversy there in terms of like they I guess the alternate theory would just be that they went crazy, right. um, on their own, but he was, or we do that- find out for sure that he, he, we don't see who, uh, spears him in the stomach. We assume. And from the opening scene of the movie that it was an enemy, uh, mm-hmm. fighter, but we find out later, we see it was one of his own, um, you know, uh, men or one of the men in his, his, uh, his group. So,
1: or, I mean, or it could all have just been like all of it could have been a lie that he was thinking like it could have been the enemy and he just like imagined it obviously because he's like losing all this blood and that's what he's thinking about but
0: yeah well i mean i guess when a a movie is asking for that's the risk of doing something Mm -hmm. like this the famous like it was all a dream yeah ending um i thought this movie earned it in a way um i mean in an effective way because i knew like the whole time we're not I knew that there were things that weren't to be taken literally in the movie, mm-hmm. obviously like the movie was a dream sequence. The only question for me was like when the dream started, <laughs> you right. know, like how much of what we were seeing. Cause there's a scene sort of towards the end of the movie where he meets another person, you know, mm-hmm. from the, um, from the, the, I don't know why I can't think of the group his of troop, people that's
1: battalion. Yeah.
0: The battalion. Um, and he explains to him what happened basically, and I was like, "Oh, so from this point on, now we're in a dream. After that, or like now we know what was real up to this point, but now it's going to be. Uh, now we can't trust what he's seen. But it there's a there's so many clues throughout the movie. I mean, mm-hmm. we, he goes to his chiropractor, um, who's kind of like an angel-like figure. I think they literally say it in the movie.
1: Yeah, his little and cherub. he's
0: yeah." Um, Actually, we have his speech. This kind of sums it up if you want to, if you sure. would be so kind as to give <clears throat> his little monologue here.
1: Yeah. And this is Lewis, the chiropractor, who's my favorite character in the whole movie. Um, the only thing that burns in hell is the part of you that won't let go of your life, won't go- let go of life. Your memories, your attachments, they burn them all away, but they're not punishing you, he said. They're freeing your soul. So if you're frightened of dying and you're holding on, you'll see you'll see devils tearing your life away. But if you're... Ma- uh, if you've made your peace, then the devils are really angels. Bring you from the earth. I thought that was so good.
0: Yeah, I mean, the whole movie is we're seeing the struggle for him not wanting mm-hmm. to. You know, there's nothing depending on what his beliefs are. Um, he doesn't know what's on the other side. Well, I mean, we'll just say that there's. You might believe there's nothing on the other side. He might. Mm-hmm. He's just having some kind of like um, psychological reaction to being on the brink of death. Um, you know, some, sometimes in this case, potentially the lingering effects of the drug he's on like DMT or, you know, um, LSD and any kind of, uh, hallucinogen you can, you can experience large passages of time over the course of seconds. And that's what we're seeing in this whole movie is just the the last seconds. So his mind is just kind of playing out all these different scenarios for how he can get closure, I guess, Mm -hmm. like closure, the, the Elizabeth Pena character, uh, Jesse is just somebody that he saw a couple of times at the post office and like had, um, fantasy, somewhat of a fantasy and joking like made jokes about with his wife. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's also the whole, we haven't even talked about his wife. Um, That isn't in much of the movie because she was, you know, his, because the whole present of the movie takes place after he's dead. (laughs) So she, he never sees her again, but there's also, he also lost a son, Macaulay Mm -hmm. Culkin of of all people. Um, and so that he was dealing with grief, like letting go of his own life, like in a way that he couldn't, he probably still had never recovered from letting go of the son he lost um mm-hmm. before he went off to war. So just a lot of heavy stuff yeah. but done in a artful way and in mm-hmm. you know like being able to work in monologues like you just read that sum up the themes of the movie without it feeling forced.
1: Yeah, it came off like really sincere yeah. know, rooting for him. So yeah, I've, w- why I Why is really um why was me.
0: Lewis is it Lewis? Yeah. Or Louis? Lewis
1: or Louis. I don't know. <laughs> um
0: why was he your favorite character?
1: he was just very sweet and it was like trying to take care of Tim Robbins throughout the whole movie. And you could tell that he was like the angelic presence in his life.
0: I mean, yeah,
1: obviously Tim Robbins even says that, but like he just was really kind to him and like really wanted just to help him find peace. And he was a great character and great actor too.
0: Do we know um which people, what people in the, in the, you know, in the sequence we see that the movie takes place in, does he have a, a real relationship with in his life leading up to this? like as Lewis, I think actually I, is a chiropractor and, you know, I he has a was. good, he, like it just mm-hmm. went from being like a literal, like a uh, physical helper to being an emotional, you know, mm-hmm. leader.
1: Well, and he, the way it plays off in the movie is it was like him cracking his back or whatever. It was like helping him release like stuff from the past or like go into it or back and forth. So I think, I think that Lewis was, or Louis was already part of his life beforehand.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And then we do see a couple interactions with his wife as the movie. Um, I mean, were they married? Yeah, they were married. Yeah, they were married. Um, So I don't know. I I just thought that the whole thing was like a, I I didn't feel betrayed by Mm -hmm. the twist ending. I I didn't either. Yeah. Derek, what what about you? I mean, did you like see the twist coming or care that it was a twist or have a strong response to that?
2: Uh, Let's just say that it, that, this entire film made me feel very anxious and paranoid (laughs) yeah and um any happy part just kind of helped alleviate all those feelings i i really wasn't thinking about what the hell was going on because it was all over the place right he woke up Mm -hmm. from a dream and then he was back in another dream and yeah it was it was just wild
0: Yeah, we actually watched a really, really, really bad version of this early in the year. Y'all probably forgot. Um, The thing that reminded, I mean, you didn't forget, but you might not have (laughs) thought about it. The thing that reminded me was after that, um, after they wheel him through the hospital of of horrors and -hmm. they get into like a surgical room and um, they have like clamps and stuff on his head. This was very much like, the good version of that movie brain dead we watched where you knew oh, I like, forget about that. <laughs> yeah. That was all like happening within his head. And then there were dreams within the dreams and that's the bad way of mm-hmm. doing this. This was just like, I, it was a effective portrayal of a trip, like a psychological, you know, post-life, you know, in the moments between life and death um, journey and when they reveal that that's what it is, it's actually satisfying to kind of know, in my opinion, to know that that's like that explains the inc- the incongruities with reality and what, you know, how he could have been seeing these things that, that weren't there. And even if some of it had been real, I mean, he also could have been having flashbacks induced mm-hmm. by the psychedelic drugs that he was on. So I wouldn't have been surprised. If some of it was real right but then again i wasn't shocked that it was all kind of he was laying in a in a hospital bed in, in the in the jungle mm-hmm. um the whole time that we're seeing the events of the actual movie unfold
1: yeah and i was hoping that he would like survive or something would happen mm-hmm. When they were giving away his like dog tags, like, yeah, his name's Singer, Jacob Singer. And I was like, Oh man, he's really gone. <laughs> like...
0: Well, and that's a good point though. Like the movie was sort of having it both ways because even though he doesn't survive in the reality that we know, um, mm-hmm. or we don't get it like a flash forward to when he's come back home and and now he's back with Sarah, his his wife and and, and his family, we do get the closure of him letting go. And it's still like uh, supposed to be a he makes the right choice like it was he was going to be haunted uh by these these visions and tormented if he drug it out any longer it seemed like so the right i mean in in lewis's view his angel the the right decision was to to go ahead and let go mm-hmm. mm. so, but it is hard to root for that um, <laughs> yeah I, I i i don't know i didn't overhype the movie or anything, but I also didn't know anything about it going in. So Mm -hmm. I was along for the ride and found it, um, found it very effective in what it was trying to do. Like Derek said, I mean, you don't have to enjoy watching horror movies or psychological thrillers or, you know, like all different types of movies might not be, um, personally, what someone wants, just how someone wants to spend their free time, but it definitely wanted to make you feel paranoid and disturbed. So (laughs) mission accomplished doesn't Uh mean you like it or you have to like it, but it's definitely one of those films where you come out of it and
2: you are like the rest of your days kind of has like this layer of
0: emotion that 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 movie kind of sticks with you. Exactly. Like one of the most extreme examples of something like that would be Requiem Mm -hmm. for a Dream like yeah it's a bleak as fuck movie but that's the point yeah <laughs> it's just you don't very not going to watch that kind of movie every day um so yeah, so if
2: i seem less energetic today it's because this movie kind <laughs> of <laughs> fucked with my yeah. head a little yeah well let it, it go sense. man um <laughs> <laughs> go to the, go upstairs to the light yeah only yeah. coke um, like, okay, sure
0: yeah, that was a that was a fun little cameo. Um, we've teased it a bunch of times, but he's about to be making a much bigger debut on the podcast in, in a couple weeks from now. Yeah, so. he wasn't
1: even he wasn't even credited on this movie.
0: Really? Yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't know he was gonna be in it. And for a second I was like, Is that actually him? But mm-hmm. yeah. He gets hit by a car. Poor guy. Yeah. Hmm. Ashley, um, anything else you want to add? Or are we ready to go down to Hellfire and Brimstone Alley?
1: I guess we're ready to go down the alley. (laughs) Okay.
0: Let's uh, follow the light or the darkness and wherever you want to take us. Let's fight that movie to try and create a poem for.
1: (laughs) All right. Here I go.
2: Ashley's Poetry Corner.
1: Yeah. Um, Oof. Where should I even start? With demons riddling the streets, trying to tear Singer's mind apart, or back where he's fighting a nam and was graphically stabbed by a bayonet. Damn. Let's go back <laughs> to the beginning, serving in the war, where his, troops begin, where his troop begins to go crazy, blood everywhere, so much gore. You see Jacob Singer with his soldiers getting torn apart, and then he's jolted out of the nightmare and on the subway cart. He goes back to his girlfriend's place, still feeling out of it, and the next morning receives pictures of his past from his ex. His new love seems quite jealous, and even though they just had sex. Now let's skip ahead a bit to where it starts to get quite intense. He goes to his angelic chiropractor, Lewis, who tries, to keep him, who tries to help him make sense of the creatures creeping into his life and appearing out of the blue with claws and bizarre antics. What should he do? He contacts his friends who seem to be quite shaken up as well because they believe their friend was, was recently murdered. All hell. Was <laughs> it all a government boy to create, to create humans to destroy? They all go to a lawyer and share their different sides of the story. But the lawyer might have been paid off or assume they're all just lies, albeit gory. His friends turn on him and tell Singer to leave the case be. but he can't escape this feeling of unrest and the end he cannot see. His chiropractor gives him some lovely advice that will hopefully put his mind to rest about the transformation of vicious demons into angels. Once you find peace at its best, he sees his dead son playing at the steps and takes his hand. He realizes he's finally at peace and off he goes to the angelic land. Filled with the sun and other friends from the past. Now it's time for Singer to relax. No longer riddled with fear at last. Snapped to Singer, back and Nam, bleeding out on the table. It was all a dream and some of it a fable.
0: Oh, (laughs) your little like punctuation um, beats between lines are the best. Nice little comic (laughs) moments. But also that was like. Dante's Inferno that was an epic um, yeah that was your most epic (laughs) summary yet I
1: know well it's such a complex movie and I didn't even get like a lot of it but I just I don't know
0: yeah yeah. that poem made (laughs) me a little bit happier that's good yeah there there, there's there's a lot of different readings of the movie so um Mm -hmm. anxiousness all throughout but how you feel about the ending is certainly uh up for interpretation so thank you
3: we Ashley, we will
0: be giving our <clears throat> final thoughts on Jacob's ladder in a bit. But before we do, I think it's time to play our favorite game of the week. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why I say that anymore. Rank the blank.
3: Woo, 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 woo.
0: Okay, Rank the Blank is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic, craziest twist. You Ashley, know. before we get into our choices, do you have some other examples from movies that you'd like to share just to kind of... Just prime, a
1: couple. Just, prime just a, prime a, few, the pump? Yeah. a few out there. Um, so we have like M. Night Shyamalan's Everything, starting yep. with Sixth Sense. Uh, there's movies that make you question everything you've seen, like American psycho or shutter Island, or Jacob's ladder, um, puzzle movies like the prestige, which really got me, mm-hmm. um, unreliable narrator, narrators and fight club and gone, baby gone. The bonkers last act of cabin in the woods. I love cabin in the woods. And of course that little detail about somebody, someone's daddy in star Wars Someone's
0: <laughs> Roll, daddy threw the D word in there. Daddy, Where's Derek, daddy. <laughs> yeah, Luke, I and am it. your daddy. So this uh, <laughs> is the one, right? Yeah, and then <laughs> yes. I am
1: your daddy. What if that was the lines of your father? Um, I'm sure it's like a porn somewhere, or it changes to that. Oh god! But um, so as far as Instagram, we had a couple from there as well. So we had Usual Suspects, which is a really good twist um, with Kaiser mm-hmm. Sose, and then I See You, which I feel like
0: that What's might up? be a
1: movie about like. Uh, oh, that's the movie with um it's like frogging or whatever, where they hide in your attic.
0: Your <laughs> you, all, I feel like you always bring this movie. Up. Yeah, I, I didn't. Well, Someone else must... has
1: <laughs> seen it. It wasn't just me. Um, and then Arrival.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, nice. Good. Yeah, this movie, this like, this could go. It's like the classic movie trope to have some people are now like anticipate. Uh, Shyamalan took it sort of to the logical extent. I mean, but all good movies throughout time surprise you at various points. So whether it's like a, a gimmicky twist or a well-earned twist, uh, mm-hmm. like the one in this movie, it's it's there's a million different examples of it throughout <laughs> cinema history. So for Jacob's ladder, um, we've we're talked about it. The twist is that he was dead the whole time. Is that yeah. the easiest way to sum it up? Yeah. Um, and we really, we get the opening scene of the movie Then we get a um, hour and 50 minutes of a dream. And then we get, (laughs) (laughs) then we find out he was dying. So, I mean, like the, this movie has the longest, one of the longest, you know, dream sequences kind of reveals the the reveal is the entire movie. So Mm -hmm. I think it gets points for that. But then, but again, like I said earlier, I don't, I didn't really see it as a twist. I don't know. I just saw it as the point of the movie. Yeah. Like yeah. in a to... sense, it's a twist. They're trying mm-hmm. to trick you. Like this wasn't trying to trick you. They're trying to tell you, but like yeah, our brains, our brains like are tricking ourselves.
1: Well, they tell you like, oh, he's dead. Like when the fortune teller did that and there's still like an hour and a half of the movie. And you're like, well, maybe he's not dead. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. The trick is that like, we want to believe that he's not, but mm-hmm. we have no, we have every reason to believe that, that Adam, we don't know that he's dead necessarily, but we know that it's, we shouldn't trust what we're seeing. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's, I think it's kind of a mixed, a mixed bag in the twist department there. Um, Ashley, what's your choice?
1: So mine's a little bit outside of the box. You guys, you always do this stuff and fuck up everything. So I thought I would change
0: (laughs) (laughs) it. Yeah, just wait (laughs) until we get to mine.
1: Um, so I chose the Truman show. So it's a twist for him because he grew up on basically in a huge production and he didn't know until much later than he should have known. So, so you that's put a twist
0: a, on the, you put one. a twist on the topic. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you.
1: Yep. You know, bonus points for that. Thank you. Um,
0: yeah. So what's the twist there? Do we want to reveal it? Well, you just said it. I just like... said it.
1: Yeah. So he's just been growing up basically in a giant, in a giant closed off studio his entire life. And everyone's part of, part of it. And it's a TV show. That's aired Yeah. Around and the then
0: world. He, he finds out at the end.
1: Yeah. And goes, he probably goes crazy. And they should show like the dark side of the Truman show. Cause I feel like if that happened to anyone. Then like he would probably not he'd probably be crazy the rest of his life and it'd be terrible.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Well, that sounds fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for I I I was gonna pick what was I gonna pick I think I was gonna pick the Prestige because I just mm-hmm. that movie is so well done it's yeah. like Christopher Nolan movies get like Inception has become a verb for you know like how many layers of dream or meta you can put into like one thing so he's he's kind of that's not even a a parody but he's kind of like taking his own and memento of course Mm -hmm. too is like a movie backwards so he is the no pun intended prestigious version of the Shyamalan but I thought that movie like totally earned it in the twist like because the whole movie is a um, magic trick yeah, you want there to be like a uh, a clever explanation to the trick. So that's not what I picked, <laughs> um, <laughs> because then it occurred to me that one of my favorite movies of all time has like yeah. the most weirdest, unexpected, off the wall, like random twist. Horror movies like sometimes will try to be like will try to fool you with who the killer is Mm -hmm. but rarely do they try to fool you in the 80s with a transgender reveal where after the person has been killing someone the entire movie we get a shot of them naked um and they pan down to reveal that they have a penis so this is sleepaway camp angela Was born as a boy, but because of her, um, her aunt, her crazy aunt had always wanted a girl in the family, she dresses her and changes her into a girl, which causes some obvious, um, confusion and repressed energy, which eventually manifests in her murdering everyone at the camp. So, um, hard to blame Angela, she was through a lot went through a lot of 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 trauma and this movie is just has all the like camp um horror tropes as far as horny counselors and and bullies and fun outfits Mm -hmm. and creative kills and then this fucking absolutely insane reveal at the end
1: was part of it like were they all thinking the whole were you thinking the whole movie, like, oh, it's a dude that's doing it? Like oh, a girl could never do this, or so was there some weird no. like
0: not really, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's I didn't know if there was like
1: a weird okay. I couldn't remember. Drew
2: introduced me to this film. He's got same. a t-shirt of it. <laughs> yeah, it's one of he his favorite it. films. Yeah. Uh it, that totally blindsided me. I <laughs> same. I think maybe if we even watched it again at some other point with some other folks that had never seen it. Yeah, I, there's no clear.
1: Yeah, it's out of nowhere. Like
2: giveaway. There's no giveaways, right?
0: There's no, there's, they, they do explain, there's no, well, yeah, there's no way to guess it or predict it at all, but there is like, they do reverse engineer sort of the explanation with the aunt and they show like a flashback right before the reveal, Mm -hmm. but you still like wouldn't, the way they do the reveal as as well (laughs) is, yeah, it doesn't matter that it was, that it was a boy doing the killing and right. it's just it's it's fucking disturbing. i started
1: being like what the fuck
0: yeah, I yeah, I and, had, then, yeah. and then it
1: ends you're like what wait yeah. what
0: yeah um okay well that's uh sleepaway camp and now that brings us to derek what do you have up <laughs> oh, your no. sleeve for
2: us so craziest twist uh (laughs) i think your criteria before you edited our document that we work off of was put yourself in their shoes i that's right that that was in there
0: but that was for the previous week
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right well mine i'm not going to give the the name away but this kid starts off as an orphan lost his mother and then becomes a servant um and then the twist is Mm -hmm. oliver it's oliver's twist oliver Ah. twist it's a story. And then at the end he gets adopted and lives happily ever after. What a twist.
0: You know that there probably <laughs> is some twist in there. I I don't know the story well enough to to argue for or against you, but it certainly has the word twist in it.
1: Yeah, that's and true.
0: You revealed it in a twisty way, so yeah. um leave it to me to
2: bend yeah. the rules or I'm twist surprised the rules.
0: surprised you didn't pick pretzels or something. <laughs> Russell, Trust me, I. <laughs> I twister. Close. I was close. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that. Uh, fuck. You should have. now nah. oh yeah. damn it. That, that would have yeah. won actually. That, that would have won. That would have been the ultimate twist <laughs> if you had picked <laughs> Twister.
1: Twister. The
0: movie, not the game. Although. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Damn. Craziest twist. Or. <laughs> um. Well, we we could just make that the winner. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Twister's a twist. Oh a yeah. Twister. Here we go. I already
2: had the clip ready. Ready. Yeah. <laughs>
0: cows no. <laughs> all okay. right well uh, assuming we don't pick twister ashley where should we where does jacob's ladder rank in this hierarchy of four
1: um i think near the bottom only because you know he's dead di- i mean yeah you know he's dead it's a great movie it's nothing just to the wondering movie, what the fuck happened you're just yeah you're just kind of wondering what's going on but it's not like a twist that and easy. why are,
2: why am I crying in a corner watching this film yeah. unplay like play out?
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So I'd put it in like third or
0: fourth. I agree. I don't think it, it was it inspired the topic, obviously, but I don't think it's the as crazy of an example as the others. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I have
2: to I have to mm-hmm. put mine at the bottom. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would we do were, we're all thinking Latter, it. third and Albert was fourth. Okay. So uh,
0: Truman versus Sleepaway.
1: I would actually go with yours, Drew. Mine's mine's just different, a different take on it. But he was living in a completely made up world. So for him it was a complete twist. Right. So
2: but his name wasn't Oliver, so
0: no. Yeah. No. Well that's already rolled out, Derek.
1: So <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well um, but um, camp
1: is my my vote.
0: I'm happy to hear that, of course. And everyone will be very happy to hear this little oh, clip no. that explains the whole thing that we tried to tried to explain. angel sure. you have a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's well, we can do, put subtitles on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the audio. All
2: right. Congrats, Drew.
0: Congratulations.
1: Uh, the, the
2: podcast movie won last three weeks.
1: Oh yeah. I, two yeah. at least two. Two weeks, yeah.
2: All right. Here you go. oh
0: yeah I'm scared why is my she like making right that now.
3: noise
1: or why is um, he making that
3: because
0: noise? because the whole you know she's completely re- broken okay. yeah um but and then you know she's been hiding this secret that was forced upon her um for her whole life i mean i have no i'm sure this movie's been analyzed for the the kind of transgender politics mm-hmm. and i have no idea um where it falls on that spectrum so i won't pretend to know but it was um <clears throat> where it drops on that spectrum yeah yeah i think it was it was done for shock value mm-hmm. but it's rare that you can throw something in there for shock value that is this weird and surprising yeah like so i don't think it had a I don't think it was uh, making a statement on no. uh, gender but it was still uh incredibly disturbing
1: that was stressful to listen
2: to
0: yeah yeah and I had to watch it well unfortunately I was going to play the I was going to choose the clip of the credit song which is much more upbeat and fun (laughs) I actually heard it in the movie theaters uh, back in 2021 last night in Soho when I saw that last night Um, Mm. and so yeah anyway they played they played the Angela theme song which is which is a nice palate cleanser after the movie ends but anyway okay so Drew glad, won. glad i won um,
1: congrats so there enough about that talk about that reveal um yeah. did, did that twist did jacob's ladder make the box office
0: Wow, you, you're one? just jumping way ahead we have like Why? a little transition music oh fuck. Got, i forgot we've got to go back to our feature presentation boom And now, before we get to the box office, Ashley, I have to ask you, <laughs> what's the buzz like on Jacob's Ladder? How are the audiences processing this um, mindfuck of a movie?
1: It's a, a lot going on, but overall, people really enjoyed it. It's a well-done movie. I mean, yeah. I agree with the consensus. Like, it's a very good movie. Um, but maybe Roger Ebert could tell you a little bit about what he thinks.
0: Sure. We should step aside and let the um, experts talk for at least yeah. 20 seconds.
2: Yep. <laughs> as much as you do, but I think I like it for what's there on the screen, whereas you seem to criticize the very strengths of the movie. This is a portrait of a paranoid schizophrenic. Right. He is living in a world in which he has no idea what is real and what isn't real. Right. At the end, he and we find out something that makes everything before fall into place, and that's the part you don't like.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, Siskel. <laughs> yeah,
2: maybe next week. That's it. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I thought Rob, I mean, that was very, very short, but and in, in out of the like three minute rapid fire responses that, that they give. Um, but they both liked it. Siskel mm-hmm. liked it as well. They just um, took had different kind of responses to the reveal. So, I mean, that, that's that is what's interesting about the movie um, or that's like what's kind of provocative about the movie, but the whole journey that you're on throughout, I think is, is, um, universally effective. Mm-hmm. So any, now do you want to ask me anything?
1: Um, I guess I could ask you if it made the box office.
0: It made the box office. It is in fact a movie. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> it made 133. It 12. is
0: uh, number one at the box Ooh, office nice. this week. Yeah. Seven and a half million. That's awesome. Um, yeah, not the most mainstream movie and the post Halloween audiences were interested in more psychological thrills. So sibling rivalry, oh. uh, the movie we briefly uh, described last week at number two ghost, of course, uh, it's up from five last week to three this week. So wow, just won't die. And then <laughs> at number eight, graffiti bridge. So a little oh, retribution okay. for Prince. Um, mm-hmm. Purple Rain was actually a smash hit. Yeah. So Graffiti Bridge. It's just because of Prince. the top ten. And yeah. It's isn't, movie quality. Is probably not what they were hoping for, but and it yeah. was in a lot fewer theaters than some of these other movies. So um anyway, yeah. Jake graveyard shift i should point out has plummeted from number one to number six so makes sense Makes short-lived sense. rain we'll see how jacob's hey. ladder holds up next week <laughs> i'm gonna go back to the theater after this to watch jake
2: uh not Jacob jacob's ladder again <laughs> no graveyard shift to like re- reset my my emotional uh yeah because that was such a fun uplifting what if you
1: watch ghost instead
2: <laughs> no nah, i'll just cry in a corner again yeah ghost is even more
0: gutting.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. So for this movie, uh, is it a new release or is it old news? What do you guys think?
0: Easy. Easy for me this week. Uh, new release old, old news, all the way. I mean, I don't, I have no real, I follow, you know, the pulse of the film world <laughs> as closely oh, as I can so as a cool. casual, a casual the film enthusiast. And like, I feel like people know this movie and they know that it has a twist, but like I've never had conversations about this movie before and had never been spoiled. So like it was a new release for me. I just wonder like how many people are more familiar with it. I really, I really don't know. So mm-hmm. if you don't know much about it and you're listening to this too late, to watch <laughs> it. Yeah. you should still watch it. I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> Derek, what do you think?
2: Uh I mean, I have to say it's a new release. The, the fact that it really imp- impacted my day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say watch it. It's it's definitely I wouldn't rewatch it. Fuck that.
0: We'll yeah. have something to cheer you up next week. Don't worry. Okay. Oh, gosh,
1: um, I would also say new release. I really enjoy this movie and I would definitely recommend it to people. So cool. Nice. The movie did it. Three new releases because I don't think I've seen a new release in a while. So
0: no, probably not. Well, I mean, October, even though it's it's fun to watch um, horror movies, we've watched some pretty bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: Um, all right. So on a scale on a scale of one to 90, how 90s is this 1990 Jacob's Ladder movie? So includes hair, actors, music, tropes, etc.
0: This is a pretty tough one. I mean, yeah. Tim Robbins, I was looking at his filmography, you know, this is before Shawshank and I mean, his, his, his big run was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So get some points for that. Um,
1: Their outfits and stuff too, like the mail carriers and like the different outfits, mm-hmm. of the party. From
3: yeah. the Nineties. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was a movie that was like both out of like, because it was a dream it had a, had a detached um, from, from time vibe, mm-hmm. but also like, you know they didn't try to hide the fact that when the time <laughs> when the time period was so that was that was kind of fun to see um i just feel like it's probably middle of the pack i mean yeah. It's yeah. Like I'm thinking 50s 60s yeah you know i don't think it even really reaches the 70s yeah um, so in the
1: 60s like we have nightbreed a 65
0: that's mm-hmm. from
1: the dark side 65 versus Volcano, 62 so kind of around there
0: when, well one thing that should definitely bump it up actually is adrian line the director like this isn't a straight up erotic thriller, even though he has like some moments, like with him and when um him and his uh new girlfriend or new mm-hmm. lover, um, but like that's a move that's a movie genre that almost exclusively existed in the late eighties and in early nineties. Um, and he's actually got another movie coming out um soon. It was supposed oh. to come out last year, um, with Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas, where they like met. On set and started a, a come run, again. Uh, what did you say? Huh?
1: Ben Affleck and who?
0: Anna De Armas. Oh, I don't
1: know who that is.
0: You don't know she's she's like the hottest thing, and, oh. uh, and yeah. She's is she in eighty five? No, no, she no she's like, I mean like a Emily Radikowski, like hot trendy oh. actress. I mean I don't really know how to say it. If you don't know, you don't know. Um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> but anyway, they made like a throwback erotic thriller. Um, this director made one and that's coming out. So bonus points for that. So maybe higher sixties, 68.
1: So tremors is at 69 and another 48 hours is at 68.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's right in there. Okay. We don't have a 70.
1: We don't do you want to be above tremors?
0: Well, tremors isn't I tremors know, Makes I know. me happy. It's not an indictment on <laughs> tremors. It's just that tremors was set like in a town from the fifties. Yeah.
1: Right. So yeah, we can do 70. I'm okay. good with that. Right below with Twin that? Peaks.
0: Yeah, I'm fine with that. That makes that works because it's one below um the David Lynch. <laughs> oh yeah. the premiere of Twin Twin Peaks. So there that works.
1: Go. All right, sweet. Um, so what do we want to include in our new release gift shop? So each week we watch a movie and then we take something from that movie and we sell it for a profit.
2: Do
0: we take should...
2: something from the movie? We create something oh, based off yeah.
0: the movie. A um a drug that turns you into a homicidal maniac and gives you nightmare visions I mean, that'd kill a, everyone that'd be a hot seller
1: uh, <laughs> we call it easy beasy because it's called it be easy <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Oof. i don't know what to take from i mean right now i like we all, have- the, I like all the
0: tales and like the the things that hang down from people or i mean um what else um an ice bath a, um, bike.
1: There's not a lot of like.
0: Macaulay Culkin.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, can we have Macaulay Culkin? We can clone him as a child. Um, this one's hard.
2: I'm I'm thinking like a mild psychedelic, mild hallucinogen. That yeah, like a weird. fun one. Okay. <clears throat> oh, I was gonna say one that kind of well, I was uh, that takes you through the process of accepting death, but that's just that psychedelics in general.
0: Well, yeah, and that sounds, um, how about something that's like more legal? <laughs> no, we don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Goro as our janitor. I don't think that's guy? legal. Are we even paying yeah. him? We um, no. we had pop yeah, rock, a cool. lot of pop rocks at a Halloween party. So why don't we do, because pop rocks are really disturbing candy, I feel like, and we can spice them up with a little bit of uh, hallucinogenic materials so like psychedelic uh pop rocks i think would be a big a big hit cool
1: psychedelic rocks cool
0: yeah get your pops get your get your (laughs) get your rock pop rocks off pop your rocks
2: sure (laughs) when the first shipment comes (laughs) in uh if the package is open it wasn't me
0: yeah oh that's another so we can also do like the twist on like don't take candy from strangers because it might be altered. So like, we're going to alter candy to lean into that.
1: What if stereotype. not all the candy altered and surprise if it is or not.
0: Sure. Yeah. Like one out of every 10 bags will give you nightmares.
1: Yeah. Worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So hallucinogenic, possibly, possibly not candy. Got it. Great um All right, so what about next week? Is it gonna be Derek's favorite movie?
0: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. um It was his favorite uh costume that I wore to celebrate <laughs> Halloween.
2: That sounds weird. It was the my favorite costume <laughs> at the Halloween party that we went to. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, that Drew wore for Derek.
0: Yeah, that <laughs> Drew for me. It was just for Daddy Derek. <laughs> I mean, I did wear it to freak Derek out intentionally. I dressed up it as was a, a six foot three um brag uh good guy doll and um dyed my hair red had um a the knife gosh
2: uh striped shirt mm-hmm. yeah overalls yeah had a knife
0: yeah i i was, was more good. the or- i was more the original um yes. chucky but next week we are going to be watching the sequel to the infamous doll killer child's play dose Killer doll or doll killer? Either way. Maybe he doesn't kill dolls, but he is a...
1: Doll that kills. Yeah. In 1988,
3: he startled us with a frightening vision. (laughs) Then he was destroyed and left for dead.
2: Now. Sorry, Jack. He's back. (laughs) Boom.
3: You know we haven't gotten a decent night's sleep since he got up here. Child's play to baby Starts Friday November 9th, That theater's everywhere.
1: Oh yay!
3: <laughs> yay! Woo!
0: It looks like Halloween's not over quite yet. Perfect. Um, it's gonna be fun. I've watched all the sequels a bunch of times, but until yeah. it starts, I don't like. I don't, off the top of my head, I don't remember the plot at all. So. I yeah, know the third they're... one is is the military school one. It's um, not the bride. No, That's no. Then it's called Bride <laughs> oh, okay. of bride Chucky. Chucky. Um, okay. Yeah, they start to get they start to get more silly uh, as it believe. goes on. But as this us, one, yeah, I think is still pretty straight up horrifying. Let's hope.
2: Yeah, it is. Trust me, the Bride of Chucky actually turned me started making me laugh at Chucky. Yeah. Oh, wow. good. So thanks for making me revisit uh,
1: <laughs> your nightmares.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: well, I can't wait. <laughs> Two <laughs> weeks in a row. Torture Derek hour. Perfect. Well, um, if you want to join the fun next week and every week to come, you really are going to want to stick around for the whole month of November and beyond because we've got Child's Play. We've got Macaulay Culkin's big debut. Saved. and a Full-on gonna... role. Yeah, saved. <laughs> um, the Good Son, you name it. Um, and we have another sequel that I'm pretty excited about. So, oh, and then we have the ultimate, one of the ultimate Stephen King adaptations Ooh. to close out the month. So, crunch, crunch. if you want to be um, on board for all of that and more, you can subscribe to the podcast by searching "New Release" on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get podcasts. Ashley, was it all a dream? Hmm.
1: Does this podcast even exist?
0: (laughs) Mm, Nice. Uh, Good score in the movie. Who was it by? Maurice
2: Jarre. Jar?
1: Jar? Jar Jar Binks? think of this music when yeah
2: play. I know that's why I'm playing it Well, this makes you feel good not like yeah no this is like somber I mean it's it it brings it brings bit. me down from the yeah. intense anxiety
0: and paranoia it's bittersweet for sure mm-hmm. beautiful though